A very warm welcome to the Brilliantio podcast. I'm your host, Paul Jenkins, founder of Brilliantio and Brilliantio Academy, whose aim is to be the very best story and storytelling academy in the world. So there's no shortage of ambition there, right? And I'll be sharing the story, the good and the bad of that journey along the way in this podcast so that you can actually take the good away and leave the bad where it belongs on the sidewalk. And in this show, we'll be following storytellers, getting their stories, doing interviews, story crafters, entrepreneurs, business folk, and an array of reviews, comment, and hopefully some insights into the art and craft of great story and storytelling. So every time I leave the swimming pool and walk out into either the sun, rain, or in this case, light wind and sun in South Wales, I always remind myself of how incredibly lucky I am to, um, to be able to control my own time. And therefore, in a sense, you control your own destiny. And uh, I'm just about to walk into uh, by the bay here to see the swans and uh, kind of really enjoy the local atmosphere here. I'm very, very lucky to live by a marina. We have little sailboats, swans, all sorts of little seabirds uh, come around. It's fantastic. And now and again, I just walk down to a local uh, cafe by the bay. It's called Coffee Co. Um, being in South Wales, everything tends to be in two languages, of course, in, uh, in Welsh and English. And uh, this is a place that I like to have my coffee. But um, yeah, I can see a generator up ahead, so actually I'm going to stop now and pick it up once I'm in the calm and quiet of the coffee. Okay, we're we're just about away from the generator, so I think I can pick this up. Uh, I know from a lot of filmmaking experience that if you're trying to record uh, you know, with a microphone or whatever, anywhere near something like a generator or air conditioning, basically you're completely screwed. It's not going to work out. But anyway, yeah, it's a beautiful sunny day here. Uh, a little bit chilly. The temperature's gone down to about 11 or 12, which uh, I'm hoping for kind of second summer, because here in Wales we had an absolutely miserable August. Uh, at least half of it was wiped out with, <laughs> with rain and wind. Uh, so yeah, I think we got down to the beach maybe three times in the entire summer. Which I know sounds like a kind of privileged kid moaning, right? This is, uh, this is kind of, the, this is kind of the, uh, the problem that rich people have, right? <clears throat> I mean, I'm not actually rich yet. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on the way though, I feel. And, you know, the, uh, but yeah, there's this freedom that I was talking about really does count for something. Uh, there's nothing to replace basically controlling your own day. It's very exciting. So I've got the coffee and I found my favorite little place, which is a couple of uh, small pine trees next to the white water place in uh, just outside Cardiff. It's where people train to go wild water rafting and uh, you see the fire service and ambulance crews down here as well training to uh, I guess to rescue people out of canals and (coughs) dangerous rivers and things like this but uh, they've got it switched off today Uh, otherwise you'd hear the water crashing through in the background and what I love about here is that it's the closest you can really get to what I call the Yosemite feeling Uh, the feeling that I remember having on several occasions going through the truly beautiful Yosemite Valley Um, 
There was even one really crazy occasion when I actually camped uh, underneath El Capitan uh, with a girlfriend and we were in a tent in winter. Uh, it was absolutely freezing and uh, that was not an experience I'd repeat for anyone or for anything. Um, yeah, I remember we had, uh, I think we had about three or four sort of layers or sleeping bags and you know, we piled all the jumpers on. <laughs> we, was, we were in the same bag and we were still cold. Um, but the view in the morning uh, when we got up and just looked up that, uh, up that cliff face, you know, up that rock face was just out of this world. And that was, that's also something, something I'll never forget. So yeah, I try to sometimes uh, recreate the Yosemite feeling uh, where I am in the world. I try to find a little quiet spot where, you know, you can, co you can commune with nature and uh, breathe a bit. And of course, being around trees, um, trees are breathing all the time. And so you breathe with them and they, they kind of help you breathe. That's what I find. But the, uh, I'm pretty happy with the way things are, things are starting to progress with the business. We had a, a really good day uh, yesterday uh, at the end of the day. I had a one-to-one -one partner meeting with someone who I think has got a very promising uh, course uh, inside of him and uh, a niche market but I think the course will do really really well and I think we're going to work together to guide guide him through the process of creating that and, and launching that and getting uh, you know getting that successfully off the ground and one of the main things we were talking about was the the whole issue of strategy and alignment really to make sure that whatever he's doing with the courses uh, and perhaps a series of courses aligns with what in fact his real goals are say three to five years down the line I think it's really really important and I think I touched on this a bit uh, yesterday but anyhow we, we worked through that a bit so that was a really good meeting and then immediately after that I held the very first uh, zoom webinar workshop so the first time I've, I've been integrating zoom webinar with uh, hey summit which is the platform on which I'm running all the workshops and it went surprisingly well. I mean, I'd had about five minutes to, to practice using the, the webinar app and uh, everything went pretty, pretty smoothly. Um, and what I realized was that there is a hell of a difference between the webinar style uh, software or app and the meeting one. Uh, because in the webinar app, you, you know, you really do have uh, more, more awareness and sense of what's going on. You have a bit more control about bringing in panelists um, you don't get uh, uh, interrupted whilst uh, you know, people might accidentally have a microphone on and stuff like this. So yeah, we, we ran through uh, a session which I entitled Growing as an Online Instructor. And one of the key concepts there was the idea that you know, we have to acknowledge and accept that we are actually growing and evolving all the time, all the time ourselves. You know, it's not as though we it's not as though we we magically suddenly achieve guru status or some sort of uh, expert status and don't move forward from that. And so, the way that we develop a business and the way that we start to craft a business and craft the messaging and craft the offers has to align. It seems to me with the recognition that we are actually evolving ourselves as well. And I think this is why it's so important to be upfront about that with people who one's working with and who one's selling stuff to and uh, to invite them to come on the journey so they understand the level of your expertise they understand the level of your experience and they understand what you can give and you know all the value I'm, I'm not decrying or denying that 
but that they also they also understand that you understand that you're evolving and that you're actually you're actually uh, you know you're you're going to evolve your ideas and your concepts and this is going to change over time and when there's an acknowledgement of that and you you're transparent about that i think it becomes much more interesting because in fact and this is something I, I'm beginning to passionately believe. Clients aren't simply clients. You know, people who buy your stuff aren't simply clients. They're actually, in a sense, partners with you. You know, they're investing in you, not just in your stuff. In fact, the, in all likelihood, they're choosing you over someone else because, you know, they can often get variations of the same offer in many different places. But what really matters is is the energy you project and who you are. Um, uh, your willingness to engage and to go the extra mile, and uh, and transparency, and so I think that's why that's why this uh, this if you like what I would call evolving alignment strategy uh, works so well. I think it's an acknowledgement of who you are, who they are, and it, there's a sense in which you're going on a journey together, and and you know you share that straight away. So the top priority for today, I guess, is at least for the morning, uh, top business priority is first of all figuring out how to get the affiliate system up and running in Thrivecart for Brilliantio Academy because it's really important that the people who want to promote that can start doing so uh, now that the early bird membership is, is up and running. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that was quite a niggly job the other day when I was taking a look at it. And then to figure out also how the affiliate uh, thing can work inside Hay Summit, which is where I'm running the workshops, and then to get those two to somehow seg together. And that's far from easy, uh, far from straightforward. And I think it's one of the, the things about having an online business, uh, you know, kind of setting up something like Brilliantio Academy Online, that however much you can find people or potentially find people to do the specific tasks, inexorably there will be things that you yourself just have to get into and you just have to get your hands dirty, um, particularly when it's something as fundamental as how the whole referral and affiliate system works inside your business. <coughs> I think it's probably not a good idea to uh, completely outsource and devolve that to someone else uh, without actually understanding precisely how it functions because those people really are your closest partners and the trust has to be absolute in terms of uh, in terms of the promotion and that you you know you have something that's truly worth actually promoting that they want to promote and and also they can absolutely trust that the system is going to pay them uh, the the affiliate fee when when a referral comes in right so uh, yeah that's uh, <laughs> that bit that bit of the business cannot be outsourced um, but I d but I do agree with the idea that really the principal uh, job of uh, entrepreneurship is controlling the narrative. It's being the storyteller and never giving that role away to anyone else. Because at the end of the day, what fuels and drives a business and drives an entrepreneurial journey is uh, is the passion and commitment and 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 creation, in fact, behind what it is you're doing. If you hand the messaging of all of that stuff over to someone else, I think you're a bit lost. Uh, because the you know the vision won't be clear, it won't be clearly enunciated. However, however much <coughs> someone might theoretically understand what you're up to, or have hung around you, or listened to your staff, or, or even been aware of everything you're doing, um, it's a kind of reporting 
as opposed to the real deal, which is the, if you like, the, the person behind all the thing, uh, communicating precisely what it's about and how it and how it all functions. So I think, regardless, in my case, for example, regardless of how big um, Brilliantio gets and regardless of how big the team might eventually get, that is that is something I'll always aspire to do. It's something I'll always try to do, which is to yeah to communicate to all of you through this podcast, principally, but then through a blog, through you know Facebook Lives, through other ways of communicating, but to try to always keep this um, integral, central honesty inside the business in terms of the story of what's going on and what's going what's going bad, what's going well, and and how the business is growing. Because I really do think that that uh, that that what I was saying earlier about the evolving alignment strategy, the evolving alignment uh, reality, in fact, is is so so true, and 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 the acknowledgement of that and the story of that, and you know, telling that story is uh, so so important. I think it's one of the principal functions of uh, story and storytelling when it when it comes to business and uh, entrepreneurship. Um, yeah, so that's uh, certainly the affiliate system is one priority today. I think another priority is, has got to be um, uh, actually actually getting going with uh, uh, in video the in video uh, uh, business video course. Um, I've promised to make a, a Udemy course for um, in video, or rather using their app to demonstrate how to make uh, business videos and how to tell stories inside business videos. And in fact, I realized today that, that, that one of the things I need to do is very much to involve their community in the discussion about, about what works and what doesn't and what they want to see and what they don't want to see, <coughs> where they've seen great examples of business videos and, 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 and lousy examples of business videos, and to work, somehow work all of that into the course and, and you know, really to understand from the user base uh, what, is actually, what is actually truly interesting for them. And so I've been thinking a little bit about how to communicate to inside the Facebook group for NVIDIA. And you know, I have the permission of, of the NVIDIA management to do this, of their administrators, and they're going to support the, the, the kind of the posting and so forth. But I think in, in, in the service of complete transparency, but also in the service of actually creating the very best experience and the very best learning environment and experience for, for people using that particular video app, uh, I think I'm going to come straight out and say, look, I'm not a business video expert at all. You know, I don't actually, I'm not, I'm, I don't consider myself an expert in, in video sales letters, you know, VSLs and uh, business video communication and all the rest of it. And God forbid I ever, ever made, really made a corporate film. And I've been involved in some, but frankly, it ain't me. But what I do know about is story structure and storytelling. And, and so therefore... I, they can come with me on the journey of using story structure and storytelling with the NVIDIA app as I use it as part of the as a communication tool for Brilliantio and Brilliantio Academy. So in other words, if you like, they're seeing the, the, um, the, the journey of a filmmaker applying this app in a very real business, uh, business setting with absolutely no bullshit in terms of, you know, this works well, this doesn't work well, do this, don't that, do that, this was the reaction to this, this was the bad reaction to that, uh, this is the challenges and all the rest of it. This is the structural approach, this is how I thought about this. Do you see how that can work? And so in that, in that way, um, there's total transparency about the value of what anyone coming into that course will get 
and I hope there will be significant involvement of their community in the, in the evolution of that course and indeed what will be a workshop. So uh, actually that, that makes me think of another thing which is that the online workshops are a wonderful way to actually develop ideas and to start to understand how things uh, fit together and can sequence um, for an online course. There's a sense in which the development process is, is starting, for me at least, is starting to become do the workshops first, actually, which, which are effectively a kind of webinar workshop, work through the ideas, get the feedback, get the discussion, see the reaction, uh, see what people like and don't like, and then feed that experience in a more structured way back into an online course that, that in fact becomes then the front end, if you like, for the whole funnel. So, um, you know, the, the course might be on Udemy and people might see the course first and there's a very large audience there. Uh, but then they come into a workshop where the ideas that they've heard about in the course are actually discussed and, and, and kicked around and, and, and worked on in, in a looser, freer way and in a more uh, involving way. And I've got a strong sense that actually, somehow, actually completely by accident, that stumbling on this, uh, stumbling on this process might be very, very uh, powerful and a significant point of leverage for, for what Brilliantio is doing and what I'm trying to do. And also, frankly, the journey that I personally would want to take if I was trying to learn, for example, business video or business writing, or if I was trying to learn how to make a bestseller course, you know, I would personally really appreciate coming in, seeing a course, having a bit of structured learning, but then being able to go on to an environment where those concepts are actually worked out and, and there's feedback and, and, and critique and review of, of what I'm doing and what other things are, how other things are working in, in a collegial environment online. And uh, one of the frustrations in, of the online course thing is that precisely that in fact, you don't have enough interaction with the students. And I sometimes see some instructors saying, well, you know, <clears throat> I only have to spend 10 minutes a day and I don't have to deal with the students very much. And I think this is crazy because, in fact, you actually want to have uh, interaction and to deal with the students. You actually want to have conversations and to have feedback. You actually want to understand what they're wrestling with and, and what the challenges are. And anything that gets in the way of that is actually going to limit you as an online instructor and indeed as a business. Uh, so somehow setting up my own thing with Brilliantio Academy and setting up these workshops was a, was a, was a response to that, to that feeling on my part. And you know, I think it's beginning to work. And from what I'm hearing from the people inside the workshops, it's also what they want. You know, they want that uh, sharing between people of like mind and people who are trying to achieve the same thing. And you know, just sitting, sitting, watching a course may be okay for a while, and it may help in terms of a, a, an additional resource or guide. But I think what people really want is this, uh, is this element of community and sharing and interaction one with the other. And that's why I think the workshops are so, uh, so useful and uh, so powerful. One other concept I picked up recently was, uh, in fact, from Jesse Elder. And, you know, Jesse had this idea that uh, the only thing that will survive in the future uh, will be wisdom. That eventually artificial intelligence and, and the way that the massive online education marketplace will evolve, I mean, it's valued at $43 billion right now, but eventually, eventually information, if you like, 
has increasingly, sorry, decreasing value. So I remember 20, 25 years ago, it would take two to three days to check someone out and to re research someone. These days, it takes 15 seconds. You know, um, and as the algorithms and the information algorithms get better and better and better, and the presentational styles become clearer and clearer and clearer, simply teaching any kind of information will probably have decreasing value. But to actually to, to actually speak from um, experience uh, and and to try to convey insights and wisdom, that I think will is a very human thing. And I agree with Jesse that that will have. Uh, that has future value, and it's a way to future-proof yourself, uh, future-proof future your business, and uh, future-proof your entire strategy. Yeah, so um, uh, anything that starts to feed towards uh, the development of wisdom on whatever topic it is you're, you're particularly engaged in, I think must be a really good idea. I think it's time to uh, tell people who might be less experienced or not gone quite as far down the journey um, <clears throat> something pretty important about uh, tools and applications and software and you know courses and experiences online and uh, this is maybe a little bit hazardous but uh, I might have to name a couple of names here I'm gonna do this very carefully um, there are providers like Warrior Forum and JVZoo uh, and you can often spot them by the buy buttons that you'll see on uh, online products. And what I would say is that uh, I personally made horrendous mistakes in terms of the investments I did with uh, apps and software uh, in the earlier years. Uh, by earlier years, I mean back in 2014 when I was first, uh, 2013, 2014 when I was first trying out all of this stuff. And I confess to having spent uh, multiple thousands of dollars, <coughs> excuse me for the, for the frog in the throat by the way, um, multiple uh, thousands of dollars on, on basically on digital junk, yeah, and on false teaching and on uh, kind of really, uh, really just, just lousy stuff. And there is some residual um, anger inside me about, about that, uh, because that seriously set me back. Um, and the truth is that the people selling this stuff, uh, or a lot of this stuff, uh, they're very, very good salespeople. They're, you know, they know the psychology of a sale. They know how to make a sale. Uh, they know how to use um, an urgency-driven sales funnel to persuade people like me a few years ago to uh, to invest uh, very very heavy sums of money which often you can't afford in the hope that this stuff will actually somehow generate you a business and uh, generate a success for you and it's an awful sort of false dream of uh, playing on hope and fear and uh, and urgency and and you know people who are, might be being very squeezed with uh, real life uh, enter into a kind of digital jungle where they basically lose and that was me for two or three years so I think I want to just give a kind of almost like a public health warning on this stuff okay be very 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 careful of what you buy online and who you buy from and pay attention to the marketplace in which you're actually buying the stuff 
uh, is all I could say really and um, and ask yourself the following questions do I need this thing right now can I use this thing right now and if so how and if, if you can't answer that question the chances are that you probably shouldn't buy the thing right um, it's not going to be useful for you and will probably be outdated by the time you can use it second piece of advice I'd give would be uh, buy stuff that actually is high quality stuff in the particular area you need. So for example, there might be many different webinar solutions out there, but Zoom webinar, which is the one I've bought, is actually very high quality. It's, a, it's an established high quality platform um, used by many corporations and businesses and you know, and it's rock solid. And so yes, it's expensive. Yes, it costs me you know, five or $600 a year to have it. But you know, if you're using something day in, day out, and it's a core tool, you need to have a good tool. You know, it, you need to have. Um, there's no point going and doing carpentry with a bad hammer or a bad saw <coughs> if you're going into the house and doing the carpentry every every goddamn day. So yeah, it's important to, as I say, to to know how you're going to use a specific tool or to have a very good sense of how you're going to use it. Occasionally, you might invest in something uh, because it has future value if it's a lifetime deal very occasionally but honestly usually I would advise against that um, but yeah do look for the best in class I think is what I'm trying to say uh, and I'm beginning to um, to really understand that now that Brilliant Era is growing and and you know the quality of the experience for um, the the clients who I'd like to call partners um, <laughs> uh, you know um, grows and you know they People expect a flawless experience. They, they want to have a good, they don't want to land on bad pages or to have, you know, uh, links that don't work or to, to, to spend the time or to change their day around to attend a webinar that then doesn't work. You know, you need to think carefully about the experience that you're designing for people. Um, so, yeah, and uh, places to go for, for good apps and solutions. I mean, I, I do use AppSumo. It's not always great, but they have a pretty active uh, community there and uh, you know and, and actually what I'll do is I'll put up some kind of resources page for Brilliantio that tells you which ones I've got which are good and uh, with links and things uh, that's a good place there's a there's a Facebook uh, group called uh, lifetime deal fans uh, LTDF um, that's a great place for you know very active community there run by Tracy Lee Lawrence and I think her name is um, yeah, Tracy Lee Lawrenson, and that's got about 9,000 members, and uh, a lot of discussion about which apps are good and and how you know people who are running real businesses are actually uh, using that stuff. I'd recommend that group. And Tracy does come through with some amazing uh, app and software deals, so you know that's all useful. So when yeah, when you're setting up a business or running an online business, uh, you are going to need a handful at least of, of tools to to help you grow you will need an autoresponder or some sort of email newsletter service to to have a list and grow a list uh, you will need to have some way of uh, of communicating with uh, prospective clients and people you know people learning from you and deciding whether to work with you uh, you know that's a webinar service uh, you will need some kind of uh, so-called landing pages uh, pages where people can come and check something out um, so there are a series of things that you that you do need, and you know again, my advice is go for quality and and do your due diligence before investing in anything. And whatever you do, 
don't think that an app or a piece of software is going to somehow create a business. It won't. One, the way this works is that, it, is that you create the business and then the app serves the business, never the other way around. Sometimes an app can actually open up a line in the business where you, where you understand an opportunity, but I think it's very, very rare that any kind of app, however well it's sold on some of the marketplaces I mentioned, um, is going to ever sort out your business and your life. Okay, so that's the public health warning. Uh, well, look, I'm about to, uh, about to uh, head back home and uh, get on with the day. And I'll check in with you later and uh, let you know how those two, that affiliate task went on. <laughs>
in some ways also politically on the edge because some of the concepts inside the series are, you know, given the current Russian reality, they're actually uh, very brave. You know, I mean, they're, they're doing with drama what you probably couldn't easily do in uh, factual reporting in Russia these days. So, yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing series. And when one stops to think about it, these major Netflix series are being written by teams of writers. So uh, the, the, the so-called showrunners and the, the people who are doing the concept art and the, and, and the concept writing and then setting up teams of writers to develop the ideas and develop the characters. I mean, you know, in a really great TV series, these people really know what they're doing and, and are, are, there's a kind of hive mind coming into the storytelling and story construction that means that the, the actual end products are, when they're good, are amazingly good and, and are a wonderful reference for learning about the art and craft of story and storytelling. And uh, so, yeah, we, I and we at, at home, we, we look out for these, we look out for the great series here. Sons of Anarchy was a fantastic series, loved that. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that you would take over uh, Hamlet and Shakespeare into a motorbike, you know, as a, as a, as a parallel story tell into, into a motorbike uh, gang was uh, a wonderful uh, idea. Obviously Game of Thrones, but you know, there's probably not a lot new to say about Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, we loved that. Um, and again, you know, a series which drew on historical analogy. You know, it was taking uh, taking uh, a lot of its references from the uh, from the English uh, War of the Roses. And speaking as someone who grew up in Lancashire, um, I was on one side of the fence in the sense of the uh, of the of the War of the Roses, the uh, Red and White Roses. Um, yeah. Anyhow, so that was uh, that was a thought about um, I suppose the value of Netflix or the value of these uh, these TV series, and and what one can learn from the the storytelling within. But uh, I think when you get the good ones, they, particularly the ones from uh, at the moment from Latin America or, you know, perhaps even Russia now, um, then one is actually tapping in not simply to, to a story and great storytelling and great writing and perhaps excellent acting and and very slick uh, uh, cinematography, but one's also tapping into the culture of the country or the region that these shows come from. And I think it's a wonderful way to actually learn about the world, is to immerse yourself in, uh, in one of these series. So that's all for today. I really had better get down to some of the stuff uh, for the business today, not least that affiliate thing I was talking about earlier. But thanks a lot for joining me, and I'll be back tomorrow with yet another episode of the Brilliantio podcast. In fact, tomorrow we've got uh, Rowan Bridler on the show, this uh, wonderful writer, blogger, very acerbic newsletter writer, uh, musician, and now actress. So really looking forward to having Rowan on the show tomorrow. Tune in tomorrow, and, uh, and you'll hear all about that. Bye for now.